Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win, including boosted same-game parlays for the upcoming NBA action after the football season. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive this special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $10, Win $200 offer. Just bet $10 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com download the app bet big and win bigger and let's get after it terms and conditions apply must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available gambling problem in arizona call 1-800 next step in colorado indiana new jersey and virginia call 1-800 gambler and in michigan 1-800-270-7117 tennessee y'all too 1-800-889-9789 Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Mm. NFL Draft Round 1 is in the books. Aiden Hutchinson, fresh off his number two overall selection to the Detroit Lions, stops by our studio. Says what up to Chris and everybody. You'll hear the highlights from the live stream of that. And then we have ESPN's Jordan Reed coming by to give us his best picks, talk about the trades, the best and worst fits, and the remaining prospects who are going to go early on day two. After Jordan, it's the highlights from the live stream. We've got Will Blackman, Julian Edelman, David Tyree, Eric Armstead, Charles Peanut Tillman, and Dr. Fax, along obviously with Chris. There's some stories, there's some reactions, just a whole lot of good fun times. Enjoy that. Afterwards, Chris and Dr. Fax talk traveling to Vegas, Fax's Amsterdam trip, and a little Scrabble battle that broke out on the plane. We really enjoyed our live stream of round one. Make sure to tune in Greenlight Tube tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, to catch us going through all round two picks. We'll have more guests come by, more good vibes. Enjoy your Friday. We'll see you at 7. Las Vegas, my hotel room. Uh, it is, damn, it's about 1 a.m. East Coast time. We have, uh, we've jammed in a lot of content today. Why not? Uh, it is uh, the NFL draft, and y'all know who got picked, you know, who didn't get picked. It is Friday morning as you listen to this. Uh, we have a lot in store for you today. I've got Aiden Hutchinson coming up, fresh off his number two pick. You know, he's a Detroit Lion, that Honolulu blue, which, by the way, he looks good in Honolulu blue, man. That's a good color for him. He's a great kid, man. I met him at uh, his draft party. And like I said, he was cool enough to come by. You'll you'll hear that in a moment. A lot of the work we did today was at the Blue Wire studio here in uh, in, in Vegas, of course, uh, you know, working for our overlords in uh, WinBet. I'm happy to be uh, to be employed uh, and I'm happy that it's uh it's at the wind dude i love this place 
and the studio is spiffy. So we got a lot of great work done today, including Aiden Hutchinson. We had an awesome uh, live watch tonight. Uh, we had Charles Peanut Tillman. We had Julian Edelman. Um, we had uh, we had Aiden Hutchinson come through. Eric Armstead. Will Blackman, Dr. Fax. I mean, there were a lot of NFL guys in the house to watch the draft. And we're going to give you some of the best of that. Um, we're going to pull some clips. But first, Jordan Reed uh, is, is going to pop by in a few to talk about his reaction uh, when it comes to the first round of the NFL draft. He is one of the best and the brightest. He's the next Todd McShay. He's an ESPN stud. We love him. So you got Aiden Hutchinson. You got Jordan Reed. We're going to have some, some fun clips from that live watch, which was awesome. We did that in Blue Wire Studio, as I said. Um, and then uh, and then at the end, Nate Collins and I bullshitting a little bit about the trip. You won't want to miss that. Dr. Fax and I were in rare form talking about our Vegas trip and more. So uh, a lot of content here. You know what happened last night. And I got to go get drunk. So I guess layup line is going to be like, uh, I got to get drunk, Willie Nelson. Well, I got to get drunk and I sure do dread it. Cowboy, play it. Well, I got to get drunk and I sure do dread it because I know just what I'm going to do. I start to spend my money calling everybody honey and wind up singing the blues. Because tomorrow's going to be rough, dude. Tomorrow's going to be rough, but we keep grinding. We keep working. So if you are waking up and hearing this Friday morning, put it on your fucking calendar, whatever you people do with, with planning, and put that down for 7 p.m. East Coast time. We're going to be doing the draft uh, live again with Coors Light, made to chill. Uh, we're going to do rounds, you know, the rest of them. Uh, and we'll be doing that tomorrow night. Uh, that'll be your tonight. So tune in on the Greenlight YouTube channel. That's Greenlight Tube. So the show's laid out here. Okay, you're going to go Aiden Hutchinson. You're going to go Jordan Reed. You're going to get some clips from, you know, a Hall of Famer and Peanut Tillman. David Tyree, who I didn't even mention. Uh, clutch receiver Julian Edelman. Will Blackman. A whole bunch of dudes came through. You'll you, you hear the best of that and finish with some Dr. Facts. So enjoy. And now I'm going to go drink about 15 Old Fashions and, uh, and see how long I can stay out at 37 years old on next to no sleep in Las Vegas. Oh, hello. I got to say hello to somebody. Hello to Athens, because Athens had, you know, like the biggest collection of, of, of badass defensive players selected in the first round. I mean, like, I'm sure there was another SEC school and forgetting the last couple of years, but Georgia today, I mean, like, you're going to talk about that Georgia defense for years to come. They're going to say this guy, this guy, this guy, they were all, they had all these first rounders on the defense and, uh, and we'll see if it translates to the pros. Physical football players down there in the SEC, especially at Georgia. I can remember watching Georgia play Baylor in that in that bowl game or whatever it was, and they just looked pissed off. I've never heard the word I used was guttural. The sounds that were coming off the sideline, Pete, they were they were suspended from I think it was a postseason play or something to that effect, and they just ate Baylor's fucking lunch. And I said to myself, not only do I love the head coach, I love the vibe of that defense. And the players, and here we are a couple years later. I mean, it's been a couple years now. This was, I think, pre-pandemic that they played Baylor. And look what came to fruition for them, a national championship and a boatload of first-rounders. So hello to Athens, which I hear is the Charlottesville of the South. We got to get down there at some point. All right, so you got the show. Y'all take care and have a great weekend. Enjoy the live stream.
How do we do a hard right turn from from you know? Well, we got a man's draft, best friend. We got a draft pick coming in. So oh, there, is there he goes here? your heart. Yes, right yes, Yes, indeed. The enemy has arrived. Yes. Dude, what the fuck are you thinking? I oh know. What's God, up? Bro? Why are you here, dude? Detroit. I know. Why are you here? You need to go to Detroit right Why now. Why are you here? I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm leaving tomorrow. Go, just go uh, home, right? Literally. Dude, yeah. Good for you, man. Good yeah, for dude, you, I'm bro. Bad. I'm still in shock a little bit. Yeah, you are? Yeah, you guys have a nice little setup here, though. You know, yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah. a lot quieter right, than where you just were. Reverse yeah. cam ain't yeah, working. Yeah, sure. You said your suit was black. You didn't tell me it was like it had a little thing on it. Got, got a little wing on, on too. I don't hey, know if you heard this. When you put the hat on, I was like, that color's you. The, 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 you know, that shit right blue. there. The Honolulu blue, man. Is that what kind of blue that is? That's what they call it. I've been in NFC North damn near my entire career, and I just called it black and blue. I never knew what they are now. I never knew it was Honolulu blue. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just yeah. learned something new today. So, so how's it how's it feel? It's crazy. I mean, I've been just bouncing around from media to media, but um it was crazy. I mean, walking out there, um, that environment. Like right when I right when I dapped up uh uh the commish, I mean I walked they had the me way, down. Oh, you like it? Yeah, you're, <laughs> bro, your lettuce is out of control. <laughs> no, I, I had Enjoy walked that. down and they they put you in the fire. They put me with the whole lions fan section in Vegas. So, um, I mean, I was standing behind them. They're all grabbing me. It was like a mosh pit in there, but it was fun. It was they're fun. your people, bro. They're my people now. So well, they've always been my people, but yeah, now they've always been now, now, now it's now it's legit though. So so we know the number yet? What, what number you, you want to wear? I'm hoping ninety seven. Hopefully I can carry that on, but you know, I might have to Is there a ninety seven there? I don't know. I, I think there is. Cha-ching! I want you to be the one. You'll always be the one to tell Aiden Hutchinson how much he's probably got to pay for his number because <laughs> that's what you find out when you look at the you know the list. You see yeah. how much that number is going to go for. Damn. How did you pick your... No, bro. Oh, no 97? It's yours. You're good. Ooh. That's a B. You're good. It's, it's freaking it'll be, it'll, 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 it'll Campbell, waiting bro. for you tomorrow. Oh my God. Have you talked to him on the phone? How excited did you get talking to him on the phone? He is just so like gritty and like passionate yeah it's just like me so we, we yeah. definitely like see eye to eye you guys are gonna lot. love each other I know. huh i already know so already know. so so your folks who i met last night awesome people um wh where do they live in relation to like where you would have to live in detroit yeah I, i've already been thinking about it like where, where i'm gonna <laughs> live i mean <laughs> like like mapping out where i live I could really live at home, you know, save a little money, yeah. you know, live at home for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's what nice, all the college nice. kids do. Did, did he, he actually? He stayed at his dad's house. No he just way. bought a house like two years ago. No, I'm definitely hey. gonna gonna buy Spurgle. something somewhere, but no, you, um, you do not want to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Save no, no, more no, money, no. man. You don't huh? want to stay home. No, no. <laughs> yes. That's right. Is your bed made? <laughs> you know you got to do them damn dishes. That's right. No That's chance. Right. No chance. Yeah. No chance. I'm moving out, mom. I'll see you later. Um, <laughs> so, what do you do now, dude? Now we celebrate. Yeah. Now, now we have. Go. Now we have a good time. You know, it's it's it was a long process. Hey, shout out to you, man, because last night when I asked you, I said, "What are you gonna do tonight?" You were like, "I'm going to bed, man." I crashed last night. Good for you. I crashed. So did I. So did I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did I. I. <laughs> had to do a live watch. Oh, he just got oh. picked up. Kenny Pickett just got picked up. No way. Oh, oh, oh Pickett. Yes. And you know oh, what? Oh, Steelers. Oh, my God. Oh, He's you. He's a 
Bro, he's hometown, hometown guy. Hometown, You see uh, Icky, Icky too. You met him. Oh, yeah, so Icky. look he at that. Too. Yeah, he did. He look at that emotion. Yep. What a great guy. That dude. room changed. What a great guy Icky is, man. So they went awesome. from being upset to being, hey, staying at home. Yeah, look, now we cry. Yeah. We talk to Mike Tomlin. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't cry awesome. when I got picked. I was like, damn. I didn't either. I was just shocked. Because you know you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Now you, it starts. It's just yeah. a start. <laughs> now, it, now, it, now it starts. Now yeah. you know. Well, I mean, you know, you you don't live Second it. You just, pick, watch, you, you, just watch, you just watch your parent. You, you watch your parent play. Five yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, five I don't know how minutes. I got involved in this whole thing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, like the work starts when you get picked in the oh, yeah. top five because yeah. the team you're going to is there that because is they're yeah. acquiring talent. They yeah. they haven't had guys like you, and so I think it's it's a mix of probably emotion of excitement, but also like it's a challenge. Hundred percent, no doubt, no doubt, but. Challenge that I'm ready for, for sure. I know sir. you are. Yeah. What do you yeah. walk around at? What's your weight like walking around? I'm about 265 yeah. right now. But like lean. Like, it's, it's a lean 65. Yeah. But he's, he's, lean. he's got traps, bro. He's got traps. <laughs> he's got traps, bro. Oh, I mean, like, uh, so who's the other DN? Do you know yet? Uh, on the other side, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I think it's one of the uh, Aquara brothers. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're definitely up and coming for sure. So. Good player, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. Romeo, that, maybe? Yeah, Romeo. Yeah. I it's, there's, these are Langford, Langford and Romeo? Yeah. Like, you know something yeah. like that. They're, He's playing with Brock, too. Huh? He's playing with Brock. Oh, my too. God, yep. dude. Yep. Your yeah, OG right. is going to be my young guy. No way. I feel like a grandfather. I think <laughs> 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 hey, Brock is the man, dude. I'm going to send him a picture, man. No way. Oh, he was your young guy? Yeah, he was my young guy. That's crazy. That's too funny. Send that to Brock. Brock's going to be like, I'm going to give him so much shit. <laughs> pay you back for all the bullshit you gave me. Yeah. So what's your first purchase going to be? That was always the first question we got. My first purchase is probably going to be this watch right here. Um, oh, you? That I, 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 I kind of, it was kind of a little rent, but it's kind of turned into, turned into a little buy. So probably this and then, you know, get, get, get a couple Maybe get the car. Get a little car. Like get, what, get what the kind Bronco. Of, what's, what, what kind of? Oh yeah, yeah. The Bronco. Bronco's cool. Yeah. And now nice. with Ford, Detroit, probably get some money off. Well, you know, you gotta say a Ford. Oh, you gotta. Hey, marketing guy. Ninety nine awareness. Hey, I like God, that. Ford is such a great company. This new brand is this new wave of kids. They already got it, man. Here's the real question: What's the first thing you're gonna buy your your mom or your dad? That's true. That's a good question. I think uh, I'm buying my dad a whole set of new golf clubs. That, that's priority number one. Move. His golf clubs is back freaking from the 80s, so oh. he, he needs a little upgrade. So that's definitely number Your one. Your dad's cool, Probably man. That's, that's, that's going to be a surprise so Ping to him, and a, Ping is a sponsor for the it's NFL. Really, it's so it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> really a shout-out Callaway, though. For, oh, uh, we oh, go. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. See, Will messing up his don't mess up his his bits. Right, so I'm trying a, to help. So who's a quarterback? And this is again not not bulletin board material. We're gonna make this really easy to like talk around so nobody can quote quote us. Yeah. But like a guy that you respect that you can't wait to sack. I mean, you already know. I know. You know. I know. I, I dressed up like him like when I was a kid. It's, Did you? It's Tom Brady. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say Aaron Rodgers. I was like, oh, well, really? that wouldn't have gone over well in Oh well. So, I, yeah, the Michigan. Does, 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 does yeah. Detroit play Tampa? Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I don't schedule know. Uh, I don't know. You should probably look at the schedule. That's always uh, that's, my first thing yeah. is like, who are the tackles I'm playing against? Yeah, look at the schedule I mean? and yeah. see if you play <laughs> Chicago in September. That's what yeah. we used to always do. We're not trying to play them boys in these <laughs> So no, what do you I think, think about playing on turf? I mean, you guys did that at Michigan, right? They yeah. changed the turf. Yeah, so we had turf. 
you think that's a – do you like playing on turf or on grass? I, lo I like turf better, yeah. to be honest with you. And I think – I played at four field a couple times already. It's, some, it's with fast. Some championships. It's I love it. and fast. Wait it's till great. you get to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's your so just Chicago is a lot different. Oh, it's the yeah. mud. It's the mud. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's different. It's a whole lot different. Everyone used to complain about how bad our field was. Bro, yeah. I don't wear it's not, it's not, Me it's and Greg Olson no. locked up and we were both just sliding back. <laughs> Chris, it's not Chicago's. Yeah. It's not their field. It's the All-22. The All-22 is so low. It's the worst. It's so low. The All-22, what is that? You know, like, kind of like your tape, like your end zone tape. Yeah. You know how we like to watch end zone tape. So, like, Chicago is the one field. It's like someone has a handheld you're watching, like, 10 feet above you, and it's not great There's no aerial view. Like, the game film is on a cell phone. So you look super shitty. Like, I feel like you got to... Like, I was like, damn, I look slow in Chicago with the grass and this camera angle and everything. Aiden's got to roll. Dude, hey... Appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, man. thanks for Super having me. Super excited on, man. for you. It's great, man. I it's love great. Dan Campbell. I love Aiden Hutchinson. This is gonna be it's gonna be electric, bro. We're gonna have to I will be at that first Bears Lions game. Hopefully you don't sack our guy. Do your thing, bro. And now here's Jordan Reed with our Coors Light draft segment. Very kindly presented by Coors Light. Made to chill. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time. So every now and again, it's important to stop and reset. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. You know, it's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduations, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. Uh, and it's my favorite season, if I'm being honest. It's a great season to take a second for ourselves in the midst of all this craziness. So this year, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill, much like me. The mountains on the bottles, cans, uh, you know, like they turn blue when your beer's cold. Come on, this is a chilling beer. You always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit a reset, just open a Coors Light. I can hear it right now. Mountain cold refreshment. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Greenlight. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So I have the uh, the prodigy, the draft day prodigy, Jordan Reed, a uh, friend of ours, a uh, friend of the program, uh, another one in the books. What was the biggest surprise to you tonight? Like what jumped out at you? Because I felt like we were just talking offline and the, the top five or so, I feel like we knew what was going to happen. Where did you start getting surprised? Uh, I think the early teens. I think it started when the Saints traded up for Chris Olave. I think that's where the run on receivers really started. It was like Garrett Wilson, then it was Olave. Then the Lions came up and got Jamison Williams too. So that's where things really got crazy. And then the Marquise Brown deal came out of nowhere where the Cardinals traded for a first-round pick for him, and then A.J. Brown got traded with the Eagles too. So there was so much that was going on at one point in time. But I think the early teens is really where the roller coaster really started. So I got to tell you, man, I said Jordan Davis would be a great fit in Philly, uh, and I thought he might be there. Number one, why was he there so long? And then number two, some people say, well, he doesn't play three downs. And I feel like with these Georgia defenders, um, him and Trayvon, what you're banking on is an increase in production based upon the circumstance that you're going to put them in. Do you think that's a good pickup for Philly, and how would they use him? Yeah, I think so. So first thing I'll address is just the Jordan Davis third down thing. And he played 18% of third downs last year. The thing that a lot of people aren't really understanding is that 
He had Devontae White and this kid named Jalen Carter, who's a sophomore last year. He's probably going to end up being a top 10 pick next year. He wore number 88 like he's a dude. So they just had two guys that were better at getting to the quarterback on third down. So that's just a coaching thing of where I'm not going to put this guy on the field if he's not as good as something as some of these other guys are doing. So I think he's kind of being knocked unfairly in that area. And I'm going to bank on an athlete of that size eventually figuring it out. And I think Philly is a good situation for him just because Fletcher Cox is on the last year of his deal. Javon Hargrave is on the last year of his deal too. So they're going to need somebody for the long term in Philly. I don't think Fletcher's going to be back after next year just because they cut him and then they resigned him. They restructured his deal, brought him back on one year. So Howie pretty much told you how he felt about him as far as his future. He's only going to be there this year. And I think it's obviously drafted his replacement tonight in Jordan Davis. And Fletch would be a good vet for him. I really believe that. Um, that whole room will be good to him. And you look at, you know, what they did going to get an A.J. Brown. I love A.J. Brown, man. And, and you know, I had a feeling they weren't willing to pay the price for Debo Samuel at 25 a year or whatever it is. But is it any less steep for A.J. Brown? And, like, how do you see that fit? No, I like it. I think him and Devontae Smith really complement each other really well. And I think Howie probably wanted to get a more established guy in there. I don't think he wanted to bank on another rookie. And I know Devontae worked out for him, but the whole Jalen Rager thing, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I think he still has nightmares about those guys. So he was like, man, screw this. I want to get an established guy. I'll just shell out the money, especially for a guy like A.J. Brown. He's still young, too. So it makes a lot of sense. And kudos to to Howie for saying, you know, I'm not going to keep uh, trying the same thing over and over again. Uh, I'm going to go with the established pick. So let's talk about the edge guys bouncing around here. We just talked about a defensive tackle who went to my former team. Uh, is it kind of how we thought? I mean, you know, we, we heard Trayvon Walker early in the week. He became the Vegas odds favorite to go one. No shock. That's a Trent Balky pick, right? Yeah, I mean, he did the same thing with Alden Smith when he was coming out. I think he saw a lot of Alden Smith and Trayvon Walker. And even though he lacks the production, I mean, whenever you're six foot five, two seventy, and you run a low four fives, you're going to get the attention of a lot of guys. No question. And then Hutch too. You know, we had three guys go in the top. You know, in the in the first round that were like hometown guys: the Quanu in Charlotte, you had Hutch in Detroit, and then you had Kenny Pickett, which you know, like. He might have had the most tense draft room, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I felt like his girlfriend was like, yo, this is not <laughs> You know, like, but it all works out, right? Do teams really think, like, about a hometown guy as being – it's a positive thing that this guy's like – you know, like, you had three guys in the first round that got picked in their hometowns, basically. Uh, I think it's a case-by-case basis, honestly. Sometimes it's better for some guys to get away from home, as far, get as far away from home. It's possible just because it's a new experience. You kind of it's kind of like college, right? You want to get away sometimes. And there's some people that like to stay home for college. So it, I think it's just a case by case basis. All these teams have done their homework on all these guys. But the thing about it is that all the fits made a lot of sense, especially with Detroit. Like if you're thinking, if you think of Detroit, I can't think of anybody that's like driving jersey sales there. When I watch mm-hmm. Detroit Lions games, everybody still has number nine, Matthew Stafford jersey's on but now that completely changes with Aiden Hutchison you're going to see a bunch of number 97 jerseys or whatever number he decides to wear so they needed somebody to not only drive jersey sales but they needed the face of that defense too they just don't have anybody on that side of the football it was some it was really innocent we had Aiden Hutchinson come by as the listeners heard earlier um 
And, you know, we were like, dude, what number do you want to wear? He was like, I don't know yet. I'm like, bro, you didn't think about that, like, first thing? We looked up the roster. Cowboy Reed is the guy who broke it to Aiden Hutchinson. He's not going to have to buy a jersey number or anything. There's no 97 in Detroit, so good for him. How about Kayvon Thibodeau? Dude, I think this was awesome for him. You know, like, yeah. really, and great for the Giants, too. I thought that if he slipped past two, he was going to go straight through the top ten, maybe. Um, what do you think kind of tipped them that he was their guy? Uh, well, I loved it just because he kind of has that. He, I mean, he's a big city guy. He's from L.A. He's a Cali mm-hmm. guy through and through. The The big city lights won't be something that's too big for him. And he kind of has that on and off the field perspective of where he wants to be a big brand. So him going to New York, I mean, I think he's going to thrive there, man. Like they needed somebody off of the edge. They have Leonard Williams there. But, you know, Leonard's more of that power rusher. They don't have that you know, that first step explosive guy that can really threaten that hip of those offensive tackles. Leonard's more of a bull rush uh, power guy run right through the middle of offensive tackles. And they already have big Dexter Lawrence in the middle. They just extended his fifth year option. So they have some guys in the middle, but they just don't have that feared edge rusher off of the edge. And I think Kayvon can be that. I think he's just scratching the surface of what he can be. And then he's in the big city lights, which is what he always wanted to. So I like this fit a lot. You know, it's funny. I think since we talked, I watched a lot of Kayvon and really got fond of his game just because there's so much room for improvement with the hand usage. And like, I'm a big fan in like finding, a, you know, somebody who who has some upside. Um, so that's really exciting for them. If they can coach him up, he's going to be a guy uh, who can really be productive for them. And I thought they made out really well. I really thought they had you know, New York teams had great drafts. Yeah, you know, the two teams in New York City had really good drafts. Shout out to Joe Douglas, who got my favorite guy early in the draft and Sauce Gardner. Um, I just think it's a great move to go get a corner when you're not sure who the stud is at some of these money positions. Like, it was hard to tell who the best tackle was. Um, you know, it depends on who you are. You didn't know who the best edge guy was. Quarterback's off the table. You, you know, Sauce Gardner is a guy who can just erase people, and he's got that length, like, as a former D lineman, I'm really excited if I'm if I'm looking behind me and I've got Sauce Gardner manning up somebody. Talk about the Stingley and Gardner uh, three and four, especially Stingley, because this kind of came out of nowhere. I feel like two days ago that it got out that Houston was going to take Stingley. I'd heard that early in the week, and I almost didn't believe it. What's the tape on Stingley, and then what's the kind of rep on Stingley? Because like the way it sounds, is Stingley's a freak in nature, but maybe there's some questions yeah. about his motivation. Like, what what do you know? Well, I don't think it's a motivation thing. I think it was more so, honestly, Chris, he just experienced too much way too early. And what I mean by that is you're a true freshman, right? You've been in these guys' shoes before. You're 18 years old. You go 15-0. and 0. Every day in practice, you're going against Joe Burrow, Jamar yeah. Chase, Justin Jefferson, Terrace Marshall. They win the national title. So you experienced that at 18 years old. LSU just wasn't the same during his sophomore and his junior seasons. And that's not to say he got bored, but I just think he just experienced the top of the mountain too early. And those guys set such a great example of that. He just became so disinterested in the program. And then you combine that with having durability issues too, him having to list Frank, him having surgery. So I just think it was a situation of where the biggest question with him is just his durability. It's not his ability. I think he's the best corner in the draft, honestly. I think he's better than Saltz when he was healthy. But it's just a matter of him experiencing something too much too early and then also missing 13 games over the past two years. Obviously, that's going to be a big red flag for a lot of teams. But my biggest question with the Texans, with Lovey, Lovey likes to run cover too. Like, everybody knows that. 
with Derek Stingley, he's a man corner. So I don't know what the transition is going to be like for him in that scheme just because cover two is much different than cover one. Like you're just getting your hands on guys and you're just leaving, leaving them alone. But right. once he gets hands on them, he's used to trailing them and running all over the field with them. So this I do have some questions about the scheme fit. So that's what I'm going to be interested in the most as far as what they do with him. Does Lovey continue running a whole bunch of cover two or just what happens with that? Okay, so let me ask you this. Like, you know coverage better than me with your background. Like, you know, you you see the field differently than me. Isn't it easier for a guy to go from, you know, a lockdown man corner to a cover two corner than the other way around? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's an easy transition. It's less responsibilities, but you just have to have better spatial awareness in cover two just because you're just trying to get hands on guys and pretty much just jam them to wherever your help is, whether it's to the sideline or back inside. So. I think that's going to be a bit of an adjustment for him just because he's played man. He's played press man all of his life. That's really all he knows. So that's why I said, like, I like Derek Stingley as a prospect. I just don't know about this fit schematically. Maybe Lovey's trying to go away from cover two, but we well, know. Yeah, maybe he wants to throw some wrinkles in there and says, yeah. like, this guy can learn to play cover two and we can mix it up with some, you know, some man right. and, and, and heat people up. Like, that could be fun. I mean, if you're going to pick somebody in the top five, in my opinion – you should be able to have that player at times dictate the scheme, you know, like especially right. when the coverage so bare in Houston. Like I said earlier, name three guys on the Houston defense. Well, now Whitney Merciless retired. And, I, you know, and, right. uh, you know, it's just there's very few guys on that defense that I think even people have heard of. So, you know, you start from scratch, you can kind of move things around. And your guy, Kyle Hamilton, fell to 14. Is that all speed? Is that what it was all about? I think it's just positional value with them. You just, I think teams are just a little bit scared to take safety so high now, but he's just so unique. And I, I think he fell into a great situation in Baltimore, just because if you think about it, Baltimore has always had great free safeties, whether it was Ed Reed or some of these other guys they have had in years past. So not saying he's going to be Ed Reed or that type of guy, but whenever you think about the Ravens, one of the first positions I think of is just what they've had historically as safety. And I think Kyle Hamilton could be the next guy in line. And Minnesota got better with, with seeing, in my opinion, I really like that pick at the tail end of the first round, dude, that guy is a heat seeking missile. We talked about him the first yeah. time you were on my show, love the guys. So that was great. Fun to watch the DBs. I think it's a fun class on the back end. How about the offensive linemen? Do you have a favorite and a least favorite pick out of the, the big guys that win the first round? Evan Neal is a great spot pairing him with Andrew Thomas with the Giants. I think the Giants really need to fortify their trenches. I think Evan Neal is really going to help him out in that area. Charles Cross is one that I have some questions about as far as the fit. I like the player, but with Seattle, we know they like to run the football. Charles Cross, is he's a polished pass protector. Like, that's what he is. That's what he did at Mississippi State. But we know Pete Carroll, he likes to run the ball. But Charles Cross, he's just very inexperienced and run blocking. So I don't know how the dynamics of that is going to work out. And that's why I said, like, I love Cross as the player, but as far as schematically, I think it's just going to be a little bit of a different fit for him just because he's going to be forced to run block more than what he's accustomed to. We also had two guys from small schools go. We had one guy that was bullying the fuck out of guys uh, who are accountants this year. uh, And everybody (laughs) likes his name speak, but it's easy to bully guys that weigh 180 pounds. And I, listen, it's funny, I'm watching the draft, and I'm like, if there's one guy that would make me want to fight him, I just know it's the kid from uh, Northern Iowa. Um, do you hold, you know, competition against him and the guy from Chattanooga who less and Sean McVay, 
you know, laughed at when when Bill took him at 30 or whatever it was or 29. They said 104. Do you hold competition against big guys? Because that's one thing we worry about. Well, I was both. I was able to see both of them at the senior bowl and I thought Strange held up really well. So I think that may have given Bill a little bit more confidence and taking Strange as early as he did. I had a third round grade on Strange. I liked him quite a bit. And I thought I had him higher than most, but they ended up taking him at 29. I think that was one yeah. of the, that probably was the most surprising pick of the first round. Honestly, I did not expect him to go in the first round. But with the Patriots, like their board is so different. Them and the Seahawks always have the weirdest boards of everybody. And like when Nick Casario was there, he said they only averaged 75 to 100 players total on their entire draft board. So they have a very distinct group as far as who they really like. So them taking strange, like it was a huge surprise. But when you think about it, the the number of players that they have on their board and how small and distinct of a group it is, it makes sense. So Green Bay, another contender type team that, you know, people pay attention to during the draft. You, you go with defenders like are they just trolling Rodgers at this point? Like what's the thinking? The, the wide receiver class is so deep, as we've talked about. They promise them they're going to get him a good one day two. What do you think the thinking is there? Well, I mean, everybody knows that Green Bay waits until day two to take wide receivers. I don't know why everybody's so surprised, even though they had two first-round selections. Like, their philosophy has always been to take wide receivers in the second round. Jody, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Greg Jennings, James Jones. I mean, the list goes on and on of these guys that they have found. Randall Cobb is another that they have found at the second or the third round. So they're thinking, why are we going to go away from what's historically worked for us, even though we have two first-round picks? I still think they probably may double up on somebody tomorrow. We'll see what does happen. Now, if they don't take a wide receiver tomorrow, I think a lot of people are really going to be upset. No question. Yeah. And I got to say, the one, you know, we talk about linebackers. We haven't talked about them a lot today. Before we let you go, I think Jacksonville's pick at 27, I love in Devin Lloyd. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I'm just looking at the board here on the tail end of the draft. You saw a quarterback go uh late and Kenny Pickett as we talked about earlier do you see him getting all the snaps this year like is he going to be the day one starter or are they going to make that like a faux kind of competition between him and 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 Mitchell yeah I mean you have to sell it as a competition especially with the deal that Trubisky signed he signed with a two-year 14 million dollar deal and I knew once he signed that type of lowly type of deal they were going to draft somebody and you know Mitch is a backup I mean, he is what he is at this point. And, he, I mean, he's a decent backup for the most part. I think he's high quality insurance. But whenever you take a quarterback in the first round, like, you know he's going to be the guy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So give me the best and worst pick from today, and then give me a bold prediction for tomorrow, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. I mean, that's what sells. So we want to hear Jordan Reed tell us, where's Malik Willis going? What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? And give me your best and worst from today. Um, my best pick, I really like what the Jets were able to do. I think they had they got the best value of the of anybody in this draft class, getting Jermaine Johnson the second as late as they did. I was really surprised he slipped as far as he did. I had him as a top 15 prospect. And I think Joe Douglas came out and said they got three of their top 11 or 10 prospects on the board. So kudos to them getting Jermaine Johnson the second as late as they did, getting him in the late 20s. I think that was terrific value. So that was my favorite. The worst, um, I thought the Packers with Quay Walker, I thought that was a little bit premature, taking him that early. I like N'Kobe Dean significantly more than him, and also I like Devin Lloyd better than Quay Walker too. So reaching for him at 22, I thought that was a little bit questionable. 
But tomorrow, I think we're going to see a huge run on quarterbacks. You still have Malik Willis, you got Sam Howell, you got Desmond Ritter, and you got Matt Corral. So you got really four of the top six guys, four of the top five guys still available on the board. So Seattle has two picks early on at 40 and 41. I think they may try to trade up for one of those guys specifically, Malik Willis potentially. So we'll see what does happen with that. But I think the quarterbacks are going to go fast in a hurry tomorrow. Seattle's got to be pretty freaking happy. Nobody came off. I mean, just pick it, came off the board. They're going to have a chance to do what they want. Jordan Reed from ESPN, we really appreciate the time. Leave us with the best available tomorrow, the best player on the board. Who is it? It's Malik Willis and Nicobe Dean. I think those are your top two guys that are available. And I would be really surprised if they, if they last more than the top five or six picks very early on. So another is Brees Hall. I mean, there's plenty of guys. I go yeah. down the list of some of the guys that are available. We talked about the quarterbacks, Willis, Corral, Howell, and then also Ritter. I expect them to go pretty fast. Nicobe Dean is another. Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa yeah. State, who some people thought was going to go in the first round. Andrew Booth Jr., the corner from Clemson, and Kyla Gordon from Washington. So there's a lot of good players still left on the board. All right, dude, hurry up. Get out here. Let's get a beer in Vegas, man. This is one of the hardest working dudes in show business. We really appreciate the time, dude. Uh, catch you in Vegas. No problem. Thanks as always, Chris. And now we've got some highlights from our draft live stream. Again, Chris and Dr. Fax were joined by Will Blackman, Julian Edelman, David Tyree, Eric Armstead, Charles Peanut Tillman. They all came through. We had a good time. We talked some stories, talked about everyone's vet, the guy who kind of showed them leadership when they first got to their respective teams. We relived some draft memories. Obviously, we broke down some of the picks, talked about these players, their fits, how excited we are for them, all from the luxurious Win Blue Wire Studios at the Win in Las Vegas. When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through April 30th. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit by April 30th. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bring us the sauce, Joe. It's the sauce. Bring us the sauce. It's the sauce. Yeah, sauce, sauce, sauce specs scares me as a receiver. Meaning, like, yes, sauce, yes. I'm gonna lose my voice. Yes, <laughs> Joe, you bad motherfucker, Joe Douglas. That was a good call, Joe. Go Doug. get him. Corner changes everything. Pass rusher here. I can see the you. New York Post right now. You know you're cussing in the hallway hey. too. I don't give a fuck, dude. They're gambling their lives away out there. Oh, no question. They can't hear fuck. Yeah, seriously. I mean, just, yeah. hey, this is the problem. Coors Light made to chill and say whatever the fuck yeah. I want to say.
Okay, he's got, oh, it's Jules. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jules. Jules, oh, come in here, please. Look at him. Oh, it's Jules. I don't think I broke his heart, so we should be in peace, right? <laughs> oh, let's go. Uh, I don't think I. David Tyree and Julian you know, Edelman are about yeah, to talk this they, out. You know, here, put him in the middle. You know, he's such a. Yeah, because I, I need to get up. Because I'm about to blast off on Brady. I, you know, I didn't see the whole uh, series he had on ESPN, but. I need to know this man's I need him, his drive. I he need, need to, to say that. my name. I need to know how far he hits the golf ball. <laughs> the drip. <laughs> Look at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Out of pocket, bro. This is prep. You're a pro. Prehab. You know Prehab. You over here. What's up, hey, dude? Totally different. Hey, it's my guy. What's up, dude? Hey, What's up, baby? Hey, What's up, What's up, bro? What's the word, dude? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just, come on in, just dude. Just sit down. Yeah, do just your thing. bullshit with us. Colorado Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they're paying us, dude. Hey, yeah. They're paying us. Yeah. I was going to grab one, but I like Trulies. They're very good. When did you get in? I just got in. Oh, straight off the, the you bird. You got to love straight it. Straight off the bird. <laughs> off the bird. How, hey, how is it? How's, like, downtime? It's not downtime. Yeah. You know, it's it's transition time there you, as go. you guys know so like you used to be able to say no to everyone because you had otas You're right about that. now you can say <laughs> yes to people so now like i'm coming here i gotta go to arizona <laughs> this was such an easy yes of course <laughs> come see your best you friend dude. I know, dude. I, you know um, it's, it's, it's good to see you man you, you, you look well where's the mask the That's mask what mask the, mask. the dog mask well, you have multiple people in here that, that thing that is gross. To get at you I don't want to see that mask? thing. No, that was another Super Bowl. They won five, so we can bust their balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how would you describe my fashion rolling in New England? You, would, you're perfect. I would say, um, you're like Walpole. His fa- no, his fashion's like the rich guy that doesn't really care, <laughs> but like tries to play off that he doesn't. Re- he's I knew not this that was rich. coming. The tries to play <laughs> off, but but like tries if, to play his off. cargo shorts are like Tom coming. Ford, yeah. and, right. and, and yeah. like his shoes are like they, they're beat up, but they're like Saint Laurent, like Amber <laughs> look alike. I have Saint Laurent, Golden Goose, Tom Golden Goose. You know, like Golden Goose. You know what I mean? Hey, he the, tries to come off like he's like, hey. ah, yeah, dude, I'm just so like, hey, this is Prada, motherfucker. Exactly. I just bought this. I just bought this. You just, you just. Chris is the coolest dude that does not. Not want to be cool yeah, yeah. so this like, is so this is the so me and nate just went to prada and i found this terry cloth hoodie which is a, essentially a fucking hoodie made out of a towel what's not that. to love about that and, well, and how much was cloth. it how much <laughs> was that they made only terry cloth clothes how They're much awesome. i would only wear Wait, terry cloth how much was that hoodie though yes i don't want to even think about yeah, it it's a towel dude i've always thought it gotta be wow on the head on the head. But did I just look at that. call that right Look now? at that. I you just said, called you the exact just said it. Can you pass the pizza, Yo, please? He doesn't really care about his look because it looks like it's a terry cloth. Right. It's a Prada terry cloth. Yeah, no, Prada it's terry cloth. I like paying for understated quality. How about that? That's, that's good. You know? you know? But then some days, you know, it's Nike shorts and something else. I don't know. You probably got a Raptor. He's skater chic. Because <laughs> if you didn't know that, no, I have a Tundra. You're close. Again, you're like $100 off on the hoodie, <laughs> you know, make well, away on the, the Vigo truck. <laughs> and you know what about Aaron? I always give him credit on this is he's ma- he's self-made. Like he has all the gifts, but, you know, as you know, like people with all the gifts, the buy-in's optional. Like, yeah. You always see guys like that that like maybe don't. He was the guy that I always tell the story when he was a rookie and I came in to watch film after camp and the building's empty. He 
he was on the film machine. Like I've never seen anybody in there at nine o'clock. The rookie, his first day in, is in there watching film grinding, and he does a lot of personnel tells off that. He gets a lot of TFLs off his off his film study. Guys don't study film anymore in the NFL, dude. It's I the know. it's the most right. at our fingertips has ever been. I don't know that. It's, I would say guys aren't studying. I don't, I don't know that. I would say guys aren't teaching it. I put D linemen are I, not I, watching film anymore. I think it's more like he's saying. I think it's more <clears throat> guys don't know how to watch the yeah. tape the right way. You don't way. know how like, to. I think guys well, guys, watch no, it, no, guys aren't you, teaching because what happens is we get there and the coach is like, hey, Kyle man. Kyle Hamilton finally goes off the board, Ravens. Coach is like, go be a pro. No, pick his in. Well, we hope that's him. I'm like, the coach will tell you, hey, go be a pro. It's like, well, shit, I don't know how. Like, tell me. Well, yeah, they go, you know what? Then, I would, then, I would then they, argue. Then they go, go lean on Peanut. I would argue that you. Well, Peanut's trying to get himself right. <laughs> I would your swim. They throw you in the water. Hey, you go find the guy who's the baddest motherfucker in there. You need to and find you go follow him. And see exactly. Do. No one yeah. taught me. So I think it's just guys thinking. Who was that guy? That's now. what I'm they saying. That's Who what was I'm that saying. Guy? The Wes Welkers, the Tom Brady's, the the Randy Mosses in practice. I yeah. mean, were you there? With I couldn't Troy? say you, anything. Did you catch Troy? Or you missed Troy. I missed Troy, but Troy came in. You know, he was always around the building. He was a great guy to to learn off. Uh, uh, Kevin Falks, the Teddy Bruce. But you know, with the new CBA now. Young guys don't get that advantage anymore. I walked into a D-line room full of Leonard Little, James Hall, Fred Robbins, you know, guys like that that were like, you know, kind of your OGs. And now, few and far between guys over 30 on the team with the new, you know, right, the, the way right. they, they try to get you out of there. So I think that's a big disservice. Because you know the vets know more than the coaches sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, learned, I, learned, I learned the most on how to play the game of football from watching guys. The coaches gave me information to allow me to go play fast. Yeah. Right. But to learn how to like body move, to learn from example. Mm -hmm. I, I was watching, you know, Wes Welkers. I was watching the late hands with Randy Moss. But think about it. You've been doing that since you've been doing since you were a kid anyway. Yeah, but I, I had to learn a new position. Right. Okay, that's true. So you know, that's like true. going yep. into that, like, yeah, Chad O'Shea, he was my receiver coach. He was Shout an out. unbelievable coach. Shout out. He was with the Cleveland Browns doing great things with them. But I learned the most from watching Wes Welker. I learned the most from watching film of Troy Brown, Jabbar Gaffney, you know, Dante Stallworth, like the old guys that have forced in the season. Yeah, you know, they know that, their That's shit, when yeah. you, you learn. Yeah. Who was your vet, bro? Because you were obviously a vet to so many. So I think when I first came out, I'd say Jerry Azuma. Azuma, yeah. that's right. I like I like Jerry. We had R.W. McCorders. Um who really taught me the position was Vance Bedford. There we go. Really? Like, I didn't – so I got – like you said, I, I, I bought in. I had all the talent. In college, high school, I solely just worked off of athleticism. I watched yeah, right. film and I was good, but I didn't really know the game of right, football. Right. And then I got to my first NFL meeting, and Vance Bedford, he, he, uh, he was uh, Woodson's uh, coach when he was in Michigan. Yeah. He goes, hey, draw up the defense, draw up cover two, whatever. And I draw up the whole defense, and then I put corner or deep third or whatever. And yeah. I just – I put what the corners did, and he's like, well, put up everyone else's responsibility. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I don't play safety. I don't play linebacker. I'm not a seven technique. I don't – I mean, I can draw them up there, but I don't know what gaps yeah. they hit. I don't know none of that. He was like, son, this is the NFL. You need to you need to learn that. Especially on the back end. Yeah. Like, for us, we try to keep the window small and be like, He's all right, where's the player. safety? Where's my help? Like, where do I want to force this ball? Like – it's a great you know, pick sometimes you just want to play fast, but for y'all in the back end, you really do have to know. It helps defense. though because you know that I don't have to make this play because this is your job. So yeah. I can just play in the C gap. Yeah. I don't need to, to run, I don't need to run outside because yeah. I know your job is to to hammer this whole thing and yeah. keep everything right. inside. Yeah. I can just take this C gap. Like once 
once he taught me that and once I learned that yeah. and I knew where all my help was, yeah. well, damn, I got safety hip over the top. I can actually take a shot. I can jump this slant you that you're going to do. Yeah. You know, like once he taught me that and I learned, it was like, damn, okay, this is, so this is football. This is the strategy. It was yeah. like, it, it came easy to me. Then I was, I was like, damn, I'm playing, I was playing checkers for so long. Yeah. Now I'm playing chess. Yeah. Like, now we're was, cooking with gas. Now we cooking. Yeah, now dude. this is. Which actually, it saved, it like saves your body because now you're not trying so, you're not stressing your body so much. Oh, no, like, one thousand percent. It's easier to, it's easier to get there early. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Like my last year in Carolina, I was, it was year 13. I had tore my ACL. I was like playing on half an ACL when I went during that season. What year was that? 2015. Yeah. So Super my right. ACL was partially torn. And I was like, hey, I know this is my last year. I'm all in. Screw yeah. it. And I'm out there. I can run. I can do some things. But technique, film study. I was a vet in the game. So I just, I just knew certain right. things. I know how to get there. I know how to get there. I know my help. I don't have to sprint all out on this one because it's there. So I can just do... Like once I learned that, I I it just I saved so much more of myself. You know what I'm saying? Don't was, you wish? <laughs> I always say like my pops did 13 years, like was a big film study guy, and he always talked about like it's like two elevators. One's your kind of your physical elevator, the other's your your yeah, and your prime is when they cross. Yeah. One's always going up and one's always going down. You know, like when you sit there that. as you're 10 29. years. Yeah. 29, 28, 28, 29. Those and are the years boy, hey. you're, you're at your highest athletic performance, yeah. like right before it's about to taper. Yeah. But then that's when your knowledge, you got like four or five years. So you got to make the right. most of yeah. 27 yeah. to 31. Like that's your kind of like everything. Depending on position, because you, like different positions, you got running back, you got to hurry up. You got to go. <laughs> you got to right hurry now. up. Right now. Right now. You got three years. Dude, you got to go No, right but now. so like I was talking, I was playing with D Hall in Washington, and he yeah. said when he was in Atlanta, he was playing with Kevin Mathis, and see, Kevin Mathis told me a famous quote. He was like, "He's like D Hall, you you know we're in the streets. You run like a four two four one. He says, but I run like a four five four six. He yeah. said, but I guarantee you, I'll get to that spot before you can. Right. He said, because I know what's coming. Right. And D Hall said, once he told me that, yeah, man. you shave fractions of time off. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like angles and rushing, bro. Charles, you, Charles, you know, Winston, it's like you, Charles used to sit speed there. Speed rushers. Charles, yeah. used to, Charles, used to, Charles used to stand there with his arms folded. We were playing Arizona. He stood there with his arms folded, and we're on a sideline like, why is he in a stance? Then Kurt Warner stood up and just hit him right in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yeah. like yo, because so, he, he didn't practice. Some guys are rare in that they're so great physically and they're so great mentally at the same time, and that's, that's when you that's get when you get, yeah, that's when you get the beast. That's Luke Keekley. Right, oh, right, Lord right, right. I played with Luke. I've been on the field with Luke. We'd be out there, red 18, red 18, hey, hey, screen, hey, screen, screen left, yeah. screen left. Like, I have I have literally witnessed this on <laughs> the field. One of the smartest, if not yeah. the smartest guy I have ever played with. And they say, like, just demands respect. Oh, my God, just so. Because you love him. Luke is just, one of the greatest players I've ever played. One of the greatest players, one of the greatest teammates I've ever played with. Yeah. Can't say enough about right, him. Unbelievable person. I've witnessed. Luke is like, damn. Uh, Y'all ever seen Revenge of the Nerds? No. <laughs> like, no. he's like the, the two main characters in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Like, just corny, yeah. just, just nonchalant, just regular, you know, corny fraternity guy. Yeah. Like, just... 
but like in a good, but like in a good way, but not yeah, but like in a good way. Like damn, I, you could, I, I'd love you to you date my daughter. My you could manage my money. No questions. You could, you asked. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. an accountant, damn everything. <laughs> he, I mean, my he's daughter, just manage my money. But no, 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 no. But like he's like he's nervous about. He's an awesome guy. Like he's an awesome guy. I agree. He's a beast. When you get on the field, yeah, lights out. Lights out, just like different guy, animal, animal, beast, crazy, yeah. just insane. Latimer, yeah, from damn um, program, um, program. Yeah. like he is the, the 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 real life Latimer in real life nah. on the football field. The only no reason Latimer. he's not is because, but no steroids. He don't take steroids. He's not all natural. Natural. It's, it's more of that dude had pattern recognition. He studied. You could just tell. I don't. I don't know him at all. So Latimer's but, just a lug. Yeah, he's, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he's way smarter yeah. than Latimer. This guy. I mean, he like you said, calling out screens. I remember we came and played you guys Monday Night Football. I think it was 2013. Mm -hmm. You were there. I was no. I wasn't there. I got there in 15. In 15, we went and played him, and that's when they beat us on that last play where he held Gronk. And they didn't call a, a pass interference. <laughs> but uh, someone's a little salty hey, about that. But, uh, still. Someone's a little salty about that. But still. you could, incredible. But that with jewelry. that, you could see that that guy, like on first and ten, what did we run a lot of? We ran on empty. We would run stick. This guy's calling stick out all day. And then once he defended it, then he's like, knows that we're gonna go stick pump on him because that's a guy that sits in the film room. Yeah, just I, like you said. Yeah, and he's studying tendencies, not just tendencies, but he's he's studying. Overall, like what the whole offense does on first and 10, 36% of the time, mm -hmm. this team runs this Percentage concept. Team. Right. And thank God there's not more le guys like him because I don't know if I'd ever played. Who's got to go? on the road or your people are going to get go. you. Bro. I, gotta go. I know you have a whole. Man, this is here. this is like my this is probably my favorite podcast in the history dude, of all podcasts. Safe space. We love we love having safe space. You know, you're great. You're great at this. See, he, I, that's I, what I'm you're, you're like you're unbelievable. I, at I'm this. just yeah. this is you know I I thought we were just Don't talking. Don't his head up, bro. No, he I just mean, is. He won't get out of the studio. <laughs> He's not. I, I'm staying. I'm staying. Yeah. Five more I'm minutes. not leaving. I'm not leaving. I love you, dude. I'll, I'll see you guys. Yeah. And now it's some fun on the backside. Chris and Dr. Fax, again from the Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn in Las Vegas. Talk traveling for this trip, Fax's trip to Amsterdam he just returned from, and our Scrabble battle on the PJ. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I got great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, 200 big ones. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. How about all that exciting shit that just happened, huh? For you at home. It's 5.20 p.m. Vegas time, or actually East Coast time. I don't even know where the hell we are, dude. It's actually, let me do this math. It's uh, 2.20 Vegas time. The draft here starts at what time, Cowboy Reed? 5 p.m. Pacific. That's my fleshy calendar right there, dude. <laughs> 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 Thank God for you, Reed. God bless you. Um, so you've already heard whatever the hell happened. Uh, this is the first of uh, various pieces of content that we're going to do here in the Blue Wire Studios. The beautiful 
uh, Majestic Blue Wire Studios. Um, and it's not a good sign that I sound like I fucking play in a rock and roll band. Uh, and I'm like on the last leg of a tour. I think what happened is I was, I'll tell you a little bit about this. Somebody asked me a question on a podcast I was on yesterday and it was, if you could kill anybody uh, and, and have their talents, I said Chris Stapleton. And I think what he did is he put a fucking curse on me. <laughs> and now I've got to go be a pitch man for Coors Light and shit like that. And I sound ridiculous. So, hey, I haven't even had a drop of alcohol. I've been here. Uh, and by the way, the lighting in this studio makes me look like a fucking corpse, guys. I haven't even started drinking yet. By the end of this weekend, they, they could wheel me out of here on a fucking stretcher and people be like, yeah, he's dead. So just... Like I, I feel amazing after that I, IV. I you opted for sleep, okay, in my room. Yeah. Because sleep is like it's the foundation, right? Yeah. And we're both running on empty. We'll tell people about that. But like I opted for sleep and that was a bad decision because you can't nap in a fucking place like the wind. There's mm -hmm. too much energy. There's too much casino air seeping upstairs. And <laughs> I'm just wide awake, dude. My brain's moving a thousand miles an hour. The first thing we did when we landed was come to we went to Planet Thirteen, <laughs> which is essentially uh, my Toys R Us. Like, <laughs> and Planet 13, if you're listening to this, we would love to live inside. We would facility. love a sponsorship from you guys. Anytime we come here, we stop by. We would love that. The people that live at the airport for like months and make the news, like I'll live in that motherfucker. <laughs> I will absolutely live inside Planet 13. I'll take showers under that giant red ball that cascades water down. I don't know where I'm sleeping yet, but like, honestly, we got some good shit in there. So shout out to Planet 13. Love it. And um, <clears throat> Price is I, I'm high. not stoned. I just <laughs> sound like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a long day. So the flight in was great. We did a, uh, we Elon Musk or fucking Bill Gates or whatever, whatever, whoever your tech god is. That's how we got here. We went on a private, we did private aviation, which always makes me feel fucking really weird and selfish. Um, but the fact that we were packed in there like sardines kind of made me feel better. Like maybe it, yeah, it was a little I love bit more. It. Yeah. I love it. I love flying private. I know you do. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I know you do. Somebody walked by uh, Nate in the casino and paid him to cut their deck and told Nate that he looked like a lucky guy. <laughs> and I said, that fucking person should do a mock draft, dude. Because he's exactly right. This guy's laid up in the private when we, jet. Like, when, we, when we take our break, I'm going to circle back to see if he's still at the table. Hopefully he's winning. Oh, that he's definitely going to be winning. You cut the deck, he's going to be winning. Okay, so we played Scrabble on the flight. Uh, I rediscovered Scrabble. Had to relearn the, the rules. Kingston beat my ass. Um, it's, a, it's a fun game, dude. I, I would love to do some... You know, they live stream anything these days. You know, no, they Twitch anything can, these days. Why don't we just Twitch... I told you, I definitely think that we should, we can live stream and play Scrabble and. 50 milligrams a, a piece, Scrabble tournament. Oh, nice. We should do mushrooms though. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Watch those tile pieces come alive, It's baby. a good thing that they, they cut the line out into the, um, the casino out there where they usually can hear you. This Blue Wire studio is majestic. And like, I just made eye contact with the guy just strolling through. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not trying to beef with you, dude. Like. <laughs> Like, he's like, what's what's this motherfucker in this that cage <laughs> looking at? So it's, there's a big glass uh, like wall. It looks out into the casino hallway. Uh, usually, when you talk, people outside can hear. I mean, we are like, if 
you just showed me this when I was a player and said, that's what you're going to do for a living after football, I would have been like, no, no chance. This is super cool. So shout out to the wind, shout out to Blue Wire. Um, who's the buffet king here, man? Like, because we've been hitting the buffet nonstop. Some people were talking about our plates online. Uh, I'm going to pull up Nate's. Nate's plate. You know, I'm the buffet king, man. This you, is this is two for two <laughs> buffet pitchers here going semi, I wouldn't say viral, but getting some good interaction. Yeah, that, that, that's going to go viral. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, the quality of food here is great, but I feel like if we mix enough of the elements, like there's going to be a stomach bug in there. That's the good thing. The IV let's I got. Put, let's that, put this in. The, that IV is fucking listen, pissing listen. in the wind, man. No. Listen, mm -hmm. the IV I got. I added on something to counter antacid. So mm. I'm going to be good. Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, I'm going to be good. I had this whole thing planned out, and I think I did great. So, I'm going to be so, ready to drink, <laughs> party. I haven't even looked hard at this plate yet. Because, like, when I looked at it on my timeline without impressing it, just like a, a pile of GMO, a pile of sodium. Like, just all the, the foods in the sodium pyramid. Okay, so I've got soy sauce and a side of, um, you know, uh, sushi here. I have a basket of fried protein and some fries set on a bed of gravy. Like, the basket's on the plate here. Yeah. Okay? It's not gravy. That's okay. tartar sauce. Yeah, well, that's disgusting, <laughs> dude. It's fish. Okay, so we got some tartar. The tartar sauce is infringing. The tartar sauce is in the sausage's yard, dude. We do this every time we go to Las Vegas. You cannot have a sausage and tartar sauce living next to each other. We have fucking guys, bacon on top of pizza, you, which is not bad. You guys are not getting the most out of your buffet experience because you guys are worried about foods touching each other. Like, that's so childish. Bro, I'm, it's so childish. I'm just... I, People are coming at my my plate uh, my plate too, Nate, and uh, and and some people. Will Compton said I was the buffet king. I said that's your crown, dude. <laughs> that's your crown, dude. You I are, am the buffet king. You are the buffet king. I used to go to Golden Corral. Some people are like, "What did you do before high school football games uh, in in high school the night before? Did you have any traditions like pep rallies?" I said, no, we would go to the Golden Corral, and Bro, then we would sit in the parking lot and pack dips and hit golf balls at the factory behind it. So my parents- No one was in there, it was after hours. My mom would not leave Charlottesville if she came down to see a game without us going to Woodgrill. And Woodgrill after our games yeah. is like a 45 minute to hour and a half wait every single time. And it didn't matter. My mom, that's where she wanted to so go. So Woodgrill is like the trendy place. And I think uh, Golden Corral is the hipster place. Like we got if rid you're of Golden Corral. buffets, yeah. you rock with Golden Corral. In my well, opinion. Well, Woodgrill does the trick. But then I turned a certain age and I stopped going. Yeah. And I don't know what that was about. Maybe I'll go back. So for the rest of the trip, I'm going to lay out our itinerary. You probably heard about it. We're going to be live streaming the draft. So you just heard that. Let's go. Uh, I got to get my shit together. By tomorrow, my voice will be gone. Um, we did go by Aiden Hutchinson's party last night. You might have heard about that earlier. Let me just say this before the draft happens. Can we stop the comps? I look like a Russian doll next to this guy, dude. You could fit like an entire Chris Long inside the Russian doll version of Aiden Hutchinson, bro. He looks like my big brother. He put his hand on my shoulder. I was like, dude, I feel like a child. 
I met him and I met uh, Iki Aquanu, who, by the way, both these guys are great guys, man. Great guys. We loved having Hutch on. Yep. Uh, maybe we loved having him on earlier tonight. Um, I met his parents. You know, I warned, I warned his parents. I said, hey, some Sundays are going to be tough early on. Like, yeah. your kid's going to go play for a, a not-so-great team tomorrow. <laughs> um, just keep your heads up. You know, it's just like you got to get it out the mud, man, in the what, top five what, a little bit of, with, the, with the, you know, Detroit, Jacksonville. and What kind of advice do you think your mom or dad would give an, uh, another parent that's um, about to have their kid go top, like, high in the draft? Nate, that's such a good fucking question. I'm stuck in my tracks. Let me buy myself some time. This no, guy this fine. morning, I wake up, and I see my timeline – and Nate's tweeting at four in the morning, and uh, and I don't know why that is. Uh, because so I, Nate's had two two Thursdays today. He woke up and went downstairs. Yeah, yeah. I had to grab some food, and yeah. after I ate, I thought it was beneficial for me to get back in bed so I can function. But the time difference was getting to me. And yeah. yesterday when we came here, I came to the Blue Wire Social had a beer and i got really really tired <laughs> yeah buddy I, it's like i was trying to fight i was trying to fight the nap because because i didn't want to happen what did happen and the nap turned into okay i woke up at 2 30 in the Dude, morning this i remember hungry. vegas being so much easier i haven't had a drop of alcohol and i'm lamenting how tired i am but honestly before i answer the question about my parents because that's a very good one and i think i have an answer brewing in my head okay um we both are running on empty. Like to give a little background and context to this trip, I had the guys weekend in Charleston. You heard about that. That was a blast. I did four hours, four hours, got home, got about nine Sunday night. Then we had our charity golf tournament at Waterboys, which by the way, was out of this world awesome. So thanks to everybody who went out there and helped us raise, I think $200,000. Congrats um, to Sam Bradford's team on winning the tournament. Sam Bradford won the tournament. You know, this guy is swing. I mean, they talk about it. I wouldn't know because I don't know what the fuck a good swing looks like. But, man, so I loved having everybody out there. It was awesome. But the first night, I mean, we shut it down. I was catching up with guys like Devin McCourty and Brent Selleck and Bo Allen and Mike Golick Jr. was out there, who, by the way, congrats on him. Congrats. Um, Gojo, I think, is the name of the pod. He's doing it with uh, our heated rival, DraftKings. I think that's okay to say. Take your fucking knees out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um no honestly so cool having those dudes there raising money for a great cause and a big shout out to my wife my mom everybody on my board we grinded i got off the plane from charleston and i was out i was out at a place called the wind jammer at 2 a.m i i went to bed at 4 30 i had to be at my uh, board meeting in charlottesville by uh by 11 in the morning we went for nine hours so we grinded it out and then I slept three hours on Monday night, and then you know another six, and now here I am. So now you know why I sound like shit. And Nate has an excuse too. Nate, where'd you come from? I just came back from Amsterdam. So one of my good high school friends, shout out to Rob, he is getting married in a yeah. few months, yeah. and he decided to have the ultimate bachelor party with 27 of his friends. Sounds like a super spreader, Nate. <laughs> no, I got all my tests done. <laughs> you had to be fast. I actually, I actually got a, I actually got a booster. Super spreader. <laughs> it's inside my body now because I was on a plane with you. 
Yo, so oh, so fuck, the trip dude. was amazing. Um you guys got to know each other pretty well. It it was it was unbelievable. And Amsterdam is a very, very, very nice place. Very nice place. I had a great time. Um the coffee shops are unbelievable. To be able to walk in to a coffee shop, get forget some, your name, get some food, yeah, order a few pre rolls with Keith on it or whatever oh. you want. <laughs> <laughs> and just sit there and enjoy it. And look at that fucking moat that runs through. It's not a moat, obviously. It, canal. Canal. It's the canal beautiful. and the dikes. Good. I mean, there's a lot of dikes. In a Holland. lot of dikes. And it is Holland, yes? Yes. It's amazing what they do with water there. <laughs> it Isn't is. it? Yeah. <laughs> it's an extremely efficient, clean city. I really love the airport. I've spent days of my life. Oh, in the yeah. The airport, the airport was nice. Was yeah, nice. Dude, very I, nice. I had some McDonald's yeah. there. And you know what those which, flowers are called? No. Tulips. Okay. <laughs> Next time you go back, that'll really impress some people. <laughs> Get in one of the gift shops. Tulips, huh? No, I got something to we impress you. We have in America. He, Heineken? Yeah. You're saying it wrong. I know. Hey, everyone out there. You told me. Heineken. You're saying it wrong. It's Heineke. It's Heineke. That K-E-N is pronounced K yeah. in Holland. And I went on a Heineken experience tour, uh -huh. and I thought that was pretty cool. I think we we're saying Rio Grande wrong, too. We flew over mm -hmm. that yesterday. Oh, Rio Grande? There you go. <laughs> you cultured motherfucker. Did you, you not know that? I know that. Okay. I'm being, you know, uh, doing the podcast thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but Amsterdam, Amsterdam, no, look, the... Yeah. The McDonald's. Yeah. I had I damn it. I forgot the name of it. I had a different type of sauce that we don't have in the States and they they we we gotta get on it. Yeah. And also yeah. the chicken nuggets. I know it's coming here. The chicken nuggets in a different country, any other country other than America, they're way better. McDonald's in America, they need to step their shit up. Yeah. Like your your quality is going down, mm -hmm. down, down. I can, and I can the last yep. time mm -hmm. I had a box of chicken nuggets, they were so thin, it looked like someone sucked all the hydration out of my chicken nuggets. I don't know if that's possible. We are basically <laughs> chicken nuggets in America right now <laughs> with this desert air. Yes. And then like yes. the way we felt before we got here was chicken nuggets <laughs> in Amsterdam. <laughs> Is that right? Yes, that yeah. is a great uh -huh. analogy because I got eight dude, hours. When I ate the chicken nuggets in Amsterdam, yeah. I could like I couldn't believe it that I I had to tweet about it, and then a whole bunch of people, was, oh my god, like like you don't know anything, like how are you gonna say that about our country? Blah blah. I'm like, like yo, it's our fast food sucks. Fucking <laughs> calling you Antifa, <laughs> right? I'm like yo, <laughs> calling you Antifa because of chicken nugget tweet that we dry out our fucking chicken nuggets. Oh, I need to talk man. to the Timberwolves uh, owner about that. <laughs> oh, right, right. I'm hey, by the way, I'm team pro protester. I stand with whatever. Are they out of the playoffs yet? No, after you don't. the Anthony Edwards thing, no. no down game. three two, they play our tonight. Or game tomorrow six, uh, y'all's tonight or tomorrow night. So here's a question before I answer the question about uh, my parents. Would you rather get posterized by Jaw the other night or stiff arm by Derrick Henry? Because this one to me, maybe I was stoned, but I just could not get enough of just pros and cons. 11 p.m. Like what you know, what's worse? I think it's this. I think this. I'd rather get the stiff arm. I really would. What do you expect Josh Norman to do there? At least the guy for nah, the fucking, yeah, no, at least the guy for the Wolves no. could have got out of the way. He got Earl Grade from 12 feet away. I mean, tea bags, bro. 
tea bags, John Morant poster. That's Think about hard. the next twenty years. That poster is going to be on kids' walls. We said that. Shout out to Ralph, bro. The Great poster, tweet. the poster of him getting stiff armed. Like the pictures of that's going to be. Do around. you think kids have, bro? Bad take. No, bro. Take, I don't dude. think so. Like, I think like when guys get, I think, I think when you get dunked on by a good player, I don't think it's as polarizing or it's as of like, oh my god, because like everyone gets dunked on now. Like, I feel like, bro, there's it's only something one that Derrick Henry. I know there's only I get one. It, John but Moran, it's still but I, like Derrick Henry. You just said it. Everybody gets dunked on. Everyone's not particularly going to <laughs> get stiff on by Derrick Henry. I just don't believe that. I don't. I don't. I don't like that take just because. I feel like it's so emasculating to get to know John Morant like that, dude. I see. I feel and like Derrick Henry is literally a fucking like a White Walker. Yo, someone potentially almost jumping over you. There's some things you can't like. It's like okay, yeah, I you can't, can get out of the way, dude. Yeah, maybe or you, you can. can just uh, Terry. Still, Tate, when you get, I would Terry. Tate. When you get stiff arm before he does that to me, bro. When you get stiff arm, you have a chance to get out of the way. Not or, when the guy's arms are six feet long and he just taps bro, you on the forehead. And you he's can like, make that business decision here. and. Dive at his legs, okay. and if he if he hurdles, he hurdles. But you can also do that too. But he did that to Earl Thomas too, like soon thereafter. So it's <laughs> like it's just it happens. We're gonna forget about it. your take about the 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 amount of posters. I'm glad it came back to me because I totally okay. disagree here. Over the but next posters versus like gifts and like like replays, like the Derrick Henry stuff. No, I understand like that. That's what I understand, that's what and I'm this trying. is perfect because what I'm telling you is gifts like. I'd rather be on a gift than a poster, dude. Gifts like people are gonna in be this like, day and age? yeah, people are gonna be like, in this day and I'm age, I'm just telling you, like people, you, I hate when kids think they like kids with like, <laughs> they're like, oh, that guy's a sucker. He when's the last food. time you bought your kid a poster? I, I, when's the last time I bought my kid a gift, dude? But like, I'm just saying, was the last the time first you bought thing your you kid see a poster? when you're a kid and you're like, what is basketball? <laughs> is John Morant dunking on that guy? No, potentially. Okay? And the thing about gifts is they get replaced. People forget that stuff. But That's, I think the same thing, even with cards, that poster picture will be on trading cards for John Morant and Derrick Henry also. Those pictures of him stiff-arming, it would be the same thing. To me, I it's do, the but same. I, I just I thought initially the claim was the post. You know, the posters that you buy with the little shiny emblem <laughs> on the bottom right or the, you know, yeah. like whatever, they're certified, you know, like yes. memorabilia. Dude, John Morant's going to sign. He's going to get fucking carpal tunnel <laughs> syndrome signing those fucking posters, dude. <laughs> For sure. Derrick Henry, he's getting those, those no, pictures, but no. he's getting them like sporadically outside the Hilton. No, no. You know this, dude. No. I'm just telling you. What uh -huh. do you what's the ruling here? For I you? would so much rather get stiffed arm helmet on. It's totally to understandable. What, what? Wait, are we asking the same thing? Would you rather get stiff armed? I would rather get stiff armed than dunked on. Than dunked on oh. by John Morant. Those two moments. I'm not saying dunked on like, you know. But like aggressively dunked on no. in a playoff game, dude. Yeah, Malik Malik Beasley will never live that down. He'll be talked about for the rest of his career, like as right at the top of the list of his basketball accomplishments. Dunked the angle of the Moran. picture, you can Sucks. you can read his last name, and the angle of the Derrick Henry stiff arm, you can't read. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The that see, you can't even remember. You, you don't know his, his last man, name. Dude. You have the the In helmet 10 years, on. But he's a faceless man. And getting stiff arm doesn't matter. Whatever the fuck that guy says. I what does that guy say? Nobody knows. I forgot you have your ultimate wingman now. Oh, you with think a mic? With a, with a mic. You think match it? I'd love to hear a disagreement. <laughs> I would love to hear a disagreement. Cowboy Reed coming oh, up. Oh, Cowboy Reed's a yes man now. <laughs>
yeah. not a yes man, but like Cowboy Reads Affection is not for sale, bro. He's faking, acting like he doesn't know who got stiff armed by Derek Henry. I just now. said Josh Norman. No, okay. but but the point is that like in that picture, your name isn't on the thing, dude. <laughs> no, I get it. It's I, I mean like I don't know. You at home? Way we'll see. We'll we'll have to put a poll out and ask because well, I'm not. I'm right. not. I'm not so sure. A lot of guys are rocking with. Hey, I'll rather let Derek. But they're Henry, not athletes, and that's Derek why it's Henry. interesting because we're both for, athletes, and, and we I think split for on athletes, this. guys will be like, "Yo, if yo, if so someone jumps almost jumps over me, and how how but tall is how though. tall his is he? Balls landed on his Still, elbow. He's dude. jumping over his six five, whatever that height is or that area. Like, what am I supposed to do, Earl Gray, dude? Earl Gray. What am I supposed to do? Pop, nice to meet you, dude. Earl Gray. Wasn't even the best play Ja made that night. Made the game winner, too. Made the fucking game winner. This guy's just like, he's he's on one of those runs, dude. Like, when the guy's coming out party early in his career is kind of like synchronized with one of those runs, dude, you just know this guy's going to be all-time special. But look, also, too, guys, like, it's early in Ja's career. This will be one of many. So, like, this might get shaded out very, very soon. Maybe like, so. Like, Maybe so. This could get play, shaded out by the end of the playoffs. You're right about if he, that. If he's if still playing well. Round, if they need, if, <laughs> but that, that play is not getting shaded out. No, it's not. I'm not saying it's getting shaded out. But the more better the plays Carter he dunk. makes, yeah. he makes, you're going to stop thinking about it. The Vince Carter dunk, dunking over that guy, yeah. the seven-foot guy, yeah. it comes up. But... There's a lot other dunks that what they show. What do you think that guy's doing now that. that got dunked on there? <laughs> I have no like, idea. Chilling in France, Frederick <laughs> yeah. Weiss. Ooh. That's, that's, yeah, he's that's probably great. still a star. Like he's probably got down. a fucking sweater around his but, neck but in, a, in a coffee shop. But like, imagine with his what he looks crossed, like, just dominating life, dude, with a little tiny pe- coffee cup. Imagine what that, he's what tall that guy, as fuck. How, seven, and six? he's not worried about that, dude. He's not worried about that. What was his height? Hey, enough, enough, bas- enough, okay. enough basketball. Yeah. You know, we don't like. We just care about the draft. So the advice I think my parents would give, I think the better advice would be like what I would give my kid if he was getting drafted. I would say, don't play hurt. You just if you're getting drafted in the top five, you have security now. Like you don't need to, you don't need to prove it to anybody. Like be smart about playing hurt. Um, and then I would say, like obviously. You've already you've already signed your agent, so you know who that person is. But definitely get a financial advisor, which I'm sure you already have, and make sure it's not somebody who's just like all flash and 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 no substance. I mean, like I just prefer agents and and advisors come in all different shapes and sizes, and I just preferred under the radar people. Um, and that's what I would tell you know my kids. Like I had an agent who didn't have really any other people. He was older. He was more experienced. I wasn't going to, like, when I touched down in Miami, get a hotel suite. That's what the contract's for. That's what the money's for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also don't have an agent that has to compete with a lot of other, you know, athletes. You get that a lot in the NFL. Two guys are up on the same team. Two guys are up on the – like, I don't know. It just gets messy. Same thing with my financial advisor. I don't think, I don't think he has a single other NFL player. I'm not sure. Uh, but I like it under the radar, dude. So I would say just keep your head down. Awesome. That's yeah. Cool. You guys want to take a few questions with the last few minutes? Sure, right sure, here? sure, sure. Let's do it. Do you think that uh, Laramie Tunzel's decision to make the gas mask photo into an NFT is the biggest uh, negative to positive story in, in draft history? Only if he makes like $7 million on this NFT. 
So he it, actually seven million is how much he lost from um, in his guaranteed signing bonus yep. from dropping. Yep. Uh, in the 2016 trade. So let's fucking get this NF- NFT going, man. That's a guy I really felt bad for, dude. Obviously, like he has to have his own type of strain now. There has to be a company they, that he like, needs to like, he needs to take that. advantage of that. And if the NFL, if not, if, I just want to say this: <laughs> if the NFL ever brings on cannabis sponsorships, the first person they should call to be a pitch man and lob him an alley-oop of a five, seven million dollar deal is Laramie Tunsil. Before, um, and if you hear this video and you're with the NFL, argue with me on it. I mean, I know things have changed, but like, come on guys. Uh, and I don't know that he wouldn't have fallen so much if it was like a more standardized way of, of smoking the marijuana. You know, like maybe a, a joint or something. It just was a fucking gas mask, dude. It was kind of like, wow. Even for me, I was like, damn, dude, he was, you're hardcore. He was lit. Gas masks are hard. We should get one and do one. I, got the I actually, so here's something funny, actually. I wasn't thinking about this, but in my drawer, I have a, a gas mask <laughs> of some sort, like, but it's cheap, uh, and it has like a bong bottom green? on it. Is it's it a green? bong with a mask yeah, on it, yeah. and it's got the little thing. It burns the hell out and, of your and eyes. And it's a fucking, it's, oh, yeah, well, no thank you, but... <laughs> Um, it's got a Great Britain flag on the, and I know I ordered it at midnight one night, and I do not know how it, it showed up at my house. But one day I opened a box and I was like, hmm, that was a that was a night of shopping, wasn't it? Fucking, uh, you never know what what shows up on the porch. Uh, next question. Is is the NFL draft day the best sports day of the year? We we were sitting at the sports book earlier watching NBA playoffs, um, watching MLB all day. There's golf on. Is it the best sports day of the year? No. Hell to no. Me, to Especially me not. not for undrafted so, free agents. No, I don't think so. Well, we but the just, question had to be asked. Yeah. We were watching sports all day I think, I in Las it Vegas. It's, no, it's a, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a good solid sports day. Matt, you think it's the best one? It's definitely top five, yeah. Okay, f- top five. But, you know, there's a thin line here because, you know, I think March Madness is awesome, so pick your favorite Easy. weekend there. Um, and then it goes like NFL playoffs, like pick your weekend there. Um, and then there's like a few days where there's great intersection, like intersections of different leagues playing. Um, and, and I'm probably forgetting something. And honestly, World we had Cup. a great Masters World Sunday. Masters. Masters Sunday. It yeah, was Masters beautiful weather outside. Draft, we were just watching people walk around. I don't the even outdoors. like golf. Masters But it was better. just fun to watch. Yes. And, and we got hooked on watching um, on Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Fumble, the, fumble it away. Yeah, you, um, you basically adopt a new friend, and then you just you just forget about it. You want it, it so yeah. bad for that new yeah. friend. Then you don't care. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Uh, we saw a lot of rookies, great threads in the NFL draft. Who do you think is going to be the most marketable mm. rookie? We've got some great names. Icky, yeah. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. It has yeah. to be. Sauce Gardner, dude. Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. I wish my name was Sauce Gardner. I will legally... Like change my name to something sauce gardener adjacent. He got. Like, the, I've been on the earth thirty seven years. I would fucking. He got the. It. He got the sauce. Sauce some sauce. Sauce him up. <laughs> Let's get saucy. There's another like, guy. Right. There's, there's another guy with, who can have some strains. Oh my the god. The whole thing. He had a chain that says sauce on it that looked like it was probably uh, a few thousand dollars. Oh. Um, that 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 jeweler's probably loving the promotion. Sauce gardener. They say this guy is like big like long like one of the longest corners you've ever seen he was interviewed the other day and he couldn't remember the last time he gave up a touchdown and in 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 the stat like pff anybody they can't find it it was sometime in high school but he was like i honestly i cannot tell you the holy last shit time you gotta go like, back touchdown. to his rivals tape. yeah that's right yeah if, sauce gardener is gonna win that 
that contest. And if if he he goes to New York, like I think he's going to go to New York, he's going to make $1 billion, dude. So the thing about Icky that gets kind of shaky is – the dude that used to do the icky shuffle. I wonder if they if they copyrighted that or whatever. That's kind of like oh yeah, that's easy, tough for icky dude. So that's like a by like, the way was, was recruited by UVA to be a D lineman. Oh really? Yeah, which I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> he's I was uh, thinking currently he... a top five pick at tackle. <laughs> oh, but yeah, shit happens. I mean, you know, like, but he was a really nice kid too. By the way, I met him last night. Like I said, he's really nice. He could be a string guy, sticky icky. Yeah, 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 sticky, sticky icky would be. Icky. I mean, there's some good. Well, it's I, Saturday. Guys, let's not give this away for free. We'll oh do this God. Monday and fucking really make some money. Speaking uh, of meeting somebody yesterday, you missed an opportunity. See to uh, to your yeah. NFL cohorts. Yeah, um, were you so, just so locked in on checking in your room and getting upstairs, guys? Yeah, we missed? had a lot going on yesterday. I guess I was checking in next to Matt Stafford, Matt, like three champion. feet away from him. Yeah, I never looked up, dude. I had no idea. But that's the thing about Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford can really have a regular – Matthew Stafford can really have a regular-ass aura, which is why I think he's, like, one of the – he's one of the all-time everyman quarterbacks, like, especially for a guy with all that money. Like, I don't think money changed Matthew Stafford. You can tell. It just got him better clothes. I thought you guys – You know, like, that college phase when we were all in college was really bad, dude. Now, do you think a a man who's 6'7", 330 could have a regular man aura? Because Andrew Whitworth was Andrew right Whitworth next to has a great Matthew right, every man too. Or a, Andrew Whitworth looks like a guy you meet at a beach bar and then drink a hundred beers <laughs> with him, just like a hundred, like a Corona Light looking backdrop. Hey, thanks for watching though. We we got to roll. Um, you know, rents due here at Blue Wire Studios, so we're gonna get out of here and then uh, watch us tonight. It'll be on YouTube, and we will be chilling. And tune in to see how fucked up my voice is and how dead we look. The Coors Light is gonna. One night the Coors Light is gonna help your help your throat out. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> On that note. <laughs>